the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Can we say Jesus is Lord and there's ample evidence to support what we say? How do we know that Jesus is Lord? That we do what he says. That we obey him. That he's our first authority. That he's our first love. He's our first thought. He's our first treasure. He's our first friend. He's our first everything. He's our Lord. He is indeed. Welcome to Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. As we begin our time together today, we turn back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and a message called Spiritual Gifts. It's there that we catch up with Pastor Leighton Sheely as we focus in on a foundational look at these gifts that God gives His children and why. Here's Pastor Leighton with today's Study Verse by Verse. If you are doing something, you're, using, you're doing something, and you're not in your area of passion, then you're not really looking forward to doing that. But you're doing it out of duty, and that's okay, doing what needs to be done. But you have to be careful about burnout. You have to be careful about burnout. If you're doing something that you're not passionate about. And if you're doing something you're passionate about, you have to be wary of burnout. Because if you're doing what you like to do, sometimes you can overdo it, you know? So that's something you need to be, uh, that we need to be aware of. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 tells us that children are sanctified by one or more believing parents. Children are sanctified by one or more believing uh, parents. And so we as Christian parents can cultivate the spiritual gifts that we see in our children. Uh, When my daughter was very young, I observed that she's very neat, very orderly. She's got this gift of administration. Guess what? She's working in administration right now. Um, She she has a legal mind. I mean, she would have made a great attorney or a miserable attorney, one of the two. Uh, She's very logical and very perceptive. She's got uh, a great uh, gift in discernment. She, She can spot a phony just like that. And uh, we observed that early, and, and so my wife and I intentionally cultivated that spirit, that, that gift of discernment. Um, and sometimes it was real painful for the, us parents. There, there was one case where she kind of liked this, this boy, and, and uh, he, was, he was no good. And I'm being very kind to him right now. Uh, you know, he was manipulative and deceitful and lying and... And, uh, and mom and dad had to settle back a little bit and let her go through that process so that she would learn how to identify people that are not safe people. And uh, we were right there in case something fell apart. She got through it. She learned from it. And, she, and that developed her skill and discernment. Um, I, I think she discerned her new husband really great. I think the guy's a great guy. So uh, praise the Lord for that. 
Now, let's take a look. I mentioned that we're only going to get introduction. Actually, I found out in the two previous services, we're not going to even finish the introduction today. But let's take a look at some of the verses uh, that uh, Paul gives us in uh, chapter 12. We'll start with verse 1. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed. I don't want you to be ignorant. This is important. You need to know this. Now, why is this important? Why is it important for us as Christians to know about spiritual gifts? Well, think about it. If spiritual gifts are the means by which the church functions as the body of Christ, then if spiritual gifts are used in ignorance, they're misused or they're abused, the body of Christ is crippled. And it can't do what God has called it to do or equipped it to do. The ignorance promotes dysfunction. It is important that we understand spiritual gifts so that we can function together as the body of Christ. Verse 2, you know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Mute idols. You might want to circle the word mute there. You see, before we gave our lives to the Lord... Uh, we worshipped other things. We worshipped money or fame or, or power or pleasure or something else. And unlike the true God, those false gods are mute. They can't say anything. They can't do anything. They can't teach you anything. They can't, they can't guide you. They can't instruct you. They can't save you. They can't do anything. They're mute. But the true God is not mute. God speaks. God speaks to us, and God speaks through us. You see, if we are the body of Christ, then we are the mouth and the hands and the feet. And so it's very, very important that we understand our role as the body of Christ and the spiritual gifts so that we accurately do what God has called us to do. Verse 3, therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now, some people might say, wait, wait, just a moment here. I happen to know some people who claim they're Christians, who come out of the, they say it out of their mouth, Jesus is Lord, but when you look at their life, there isn't an ounce of evidence that they are Christians. So what's this verse all about? Well, let me say that this verse is not providing instruction on how we should determine the state of salvation in the life of someone else. This verse is giving us instruction on how to determine the state of salvation in our own life. Can we say Jesus is Lord and there's ample evidence to support what we say? How do we know that Jesus is Lord? That we do what he says, that we obey him, that he's our first authority, that he's our first love, he's our first thought, he's our first treasure, he's our first friend, he's our first everything, he's our Lord. Now, why did Paul say this? Because there was people going around saying or suggesting that the way you know that you're saved is because you have some spiritual gift. 
or maybe a particular spiritual gift. You know you're saved if you speak in tongues. And what Paul was saying, no, 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 no. It's not the presence or manifestation of a spiritual gift that proves you're saved. It's that you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord. That's what makes you saved. Now, there might be Christians who don't have any spiritual gifts. They don't think they're saved. They just haven't discovered their spiritual gift yet because every Christian has at least one spiritual gift. So Paul was saying, don't measure your salvation based on whether or not you have a spiritual gift or a particular spiritual gift. That's not what counts. Is Jesus Christ your Lord? That's what counts. Verses 4, 5, and 6. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. That's a reference to the Holy Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. That's a reference to the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are a variety of activities, but it is the same God. That is a reference to God the Father. By the way, when you're reading through the Scriptures, sometimes when you read the word God, it is a reference to the Trinity, all three, and sometimes it's a reference to God the Father. And here, in this case, it's a reference to God the Father, who empowers them all in everyone. What is Paul saying here? Paul is telling us that the entire Trinity is involved in the planning of spiritual gifts. And that God, if you're a Christian, God pays attention to you. In fact, God pays so much attention to you that God paid attention to you before you were born, before you were conceived, before the foundations of the world were even laid. God knew you. And he said, I'm going to put you, whoever you are, on this part of the globe, in this part of history, to do this ministry. And I'm going to equip you with spiritual gifts so you can do what you're called to do at the time and place you've been called. Now, there might be some Christians who have just moved into the area. They're looking for a church. They come in. They look around, and they see Highlands, and, and it's one of the larger churches. not a huge church, but it's a larger church. And they look around. They see all the people active, and they say, Ah, this church doesn't need me. I'll just warm up you for a while. Or I'll go find someplace else where I'm really needed. Well, the, this, the reality is that if God has called you here, then you're needed here. And it may be that somebody else is having to fill in because you're not doing your job. So they're like a round peg in a square hole. Or is it a square peg in a round hole? It's one of, one of those two. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're doing something that they're not really equipped to do because it needs to get done, which means they're probably not getting done what really they've been called to do. And because they're filling the, the, the space for somebody else, it's saying, I'm not needed. It is very important that every Christian be operating in their area of calling and gifting. Now, in verses uh, 8 through 10, they deal with specific spiritual gifts. And since we're still in the introduction, we're going to just kind of pass over that. Hopefully, we can get to that next week. Uh, Look at verse 11. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. Now, this is important for us to know. Who is it that apportions spiritual gifts? It's the Holy Spirit, right? It's the Holy Spirit. It's not the pastor. It's the Holy Spirit that apportions spiritual gifts. Now, what does this mean to us? Well, it means to us that we should never despise the gift that God has given to us. 
you know, to despise whatever gift God has given to us is like being a spoiled brat on Christmas. You know, you get the gift, you open the gift, you say, no, I didn't want this, I wanted that gift. And we look at people who have other gifts, and we, I, want, I want that gift that God gave you. I don't want the gift God gave me, I want that gift. And what you're doing is you're accusing God of, you know, not being on the ball. Yeah, you got messed up here. You should have given me that gift. So what we need to do is we need to appreciate the gift that God has given to us and value the gift that God has given to us and use the gift that God has given to us for God's glory. Now, there are a lot of strange teachings that have come about around spiritual gifts. <laughs> and unfortunately, we're not going to get to them today. Uh, maybe we can get to them next, when we, next time we gather together, should the Lord tarry. So we're going to look at that the next time we get together. Amen. Amen. And we trust you'll join us. That'll be tomorrow here on Study Verse by Verse as we continue our journey through 1 Corinthians, specifically chapter 12, spending the next few weeks looking at the spiritual gifts the Apostle Paul lays out for us here in this passage. Questions, comments about the program, maybe you would like to learn a bit more about Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno, or study verse by verse and Pastor Leighton Sheely. A great place to begin that journey can be highlands.us. Simply go to the web and look up highlands.us. Well, again, tomorrow we're back in 1 Corinthians 12 with spiritual gifts. Join us then for study verse by verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.